I'm not lying when I tell you that I struggle with this idea that I'm a pest. So I think it'll help my sales. I think it'll help my daily attitude towards what I do. Well, I'll tell you something, Jay. Many of the most conscientious human beings feel this way. I mean, if you're one of those sales guys who, hey, everybody loves me, you're not even going to think of that. It's never even going to occur to you. So the people who are most likely to struggle with this are people who just want to help. They're there to provide a service. Yeah. They don't want to be a pest. And so really, most of the people who feel this way are the ones who are least likely to be a pest because they're not arrogant to begin with. Increase sales, improve margins, and grow your business. Guaranteed. Top secrets of marketing and sales. Now, 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 David Blaze. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, co-host Jay McFond and I will be discussing the topic of how to avoid being a pest in sales. Welcome back, Jay. Oh, thank you for having me, Dave. This is a real problem for me. I always feel like a pest in sales, whether it's an email, whether it's a text. I always feel like they don't want to hear from me. And it's been an ongoing problem. I'll just be honest with you when it comes time. Okay, I got to sit down and reach out to people. I'm like, oh, do they really want to hear from me? Am I going to bug them? How do I get over that? It's a great question. A number of years ago, I was doing a speaking presentation and Mary Lou Retton, the gymnast, was also speaking at the same event. And she told this story. It was just so great. I don't know if somebody asked the question, but it came up in her presentation where people were saying to her, when she was doing her routine, the person who went on before her did a really, really good routine. And so at that point, the pressure would really be on her to deliver a flawless performance if she wanted to be able to get the score that she needed. Mm -hmm. And so the question was, how do you deal with that when this person delivers a great performance and you have to go on next? Don't you feel nervous after that? And her response, I'll never forget it. And this was easily 10 or 12 years ago this happened. Yeah. Her response was, you know, I watched her performance and it was great. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, wait till they get a load of me. Mm, mm. <laughs> and I was like, wow, how much does that apply in sales? I mean, yeah. I think it applies every bit as much in sales as it does in gymnastics. If you go in with the idea of, oh, that person's better than I am, or they're not going to like me, or they're going to think that I'm annoying, or I'm rude, or I'm obnoxious, or I'm a pest, or whatever. If you go in with that mindset, then what you are likely to say, the way that you're likely to position yourself, all of those things are going to reflect that. But if you're able to go into a situation with the idea of, wait till they get a load of me, or at least I have something valuable to offer. Now, any salesperson who doesn't feel like they have something valuable to offer should be either in another line of work or selling a different line of product, right? Yeah. You need to be able to feel good about what it is that you're selling. And if you know that what you're selling is ideally better than the competition, if you know that you're going to deliver better than your competition, you know that you're going to be more responsive, you're going to be more concerned, you're going to be more caring. If you know all those things, then you owe it to the client to convey all that. And if you don't convey it to them, then you're doing them more harm than good. And you're doing yourself and them more harm than good. So if you look at it from the standpoint of I'm here to provide a solution, I'm here to help, then it's a lot easier to not start thinking of yourself as a pest and just recognize that if you're there to help, it's very difficult to be a pest. 
yeah, I'm not a pest. I'm a value. And I'm trying right. to pass that value on. It's really interesting because, you know, I do these initial consultations and I'm going to toot my own horn. I am incredible at building that first relationship. But in that first relationship, it's them learning. We don't talk about costs a lot or anything like that. And then we schedule a second follow-up and that's where we get into the other things. And it's the second follow-up where I'm like, oh, now we're going to talk about money. Now I'm going to turn into a pass. Now I'm going to do that. And I can see how what you're talking about is, no, I got them excited in the first meeting. And so why would they think I'm a pest in, in the second meeting? And, and furthermore, maybe I should just get to the money in the first meeting and do it when I've got them excited initially. Well, yeah, that's a great point because if they are excited and if they're ready to move forward, then scheduling another call and having time pass in between and they get distracted, it's probably yeah. giving opportunities for them to fall out of the process. So mm -hmm. I think you just <laughs> asked and answered a great question for yourself. But yeah. if you think of a pest, I mean, I think of something like a mosquito, right? A mosquito is a well-recognized pest and it's buzzing around you and it wants something from you. It wants blood, right? And so it's trying to get to you so that it can take something from you and not give you anything except maybe a bump on your skin, right? Which is not pleasant. So if you're not doing those things, then you're really not a pest. And when you are creating value, in your communication, when you're creating value in the relationship, there's nothing pesty at all about that. If you're talking to somebody about the products and services you offer, and they're interested, even if they're not like really excited about it, if they're like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting, I'm open to this. And yeah. then you provide them the information on, okay, here's how much it will cost, here's how it's going to work. Then at that point, they get to evaluate, does this make sense for me? Can I justify the cost of that for what it is that you're offering? If the answer is yes, you're going to be doing business together. If the answer is no, if they tell you that, if they say, well, listen, this isn't for me, that's not in my budget. And if you can't come up with another solution, then at that point, the conversation is over, the person is disqualified, and you move on. The times where we're most likely to feel like a pest is when we're talking to somebody and they start ghosting us. Mm. And when that happens, when they start ghosting us, then we feel like we have to follow up because they asked for information from us, right? They wanted right, to know right. stuff. They seemed interested. They said they were interested. Now I'm supposed to follow up on a certain day at a certain time, and they're not taking calls and they're not returning calls and all that sort of thing. At that point, if you are following up, you're not being a pest. You are attempting to deliver what it is that they asked you for. It's like if you called and ordered a pizza and I'm the pizza delivery boy and I come to your house and I know you're in there and I'm ringing the bell and you're not yeah. answering it. Yeah. Well, am I a pest because I'm trying to deliver the pizza you ordered? I think the answer is no. And it's the same thing here. If you're trying to provide them with information they requested, if you're trying to follow up because they said they have a particular in-hands date on an order and they're not responding to you, then at that point, what you're doing is not being a pest. What's happening is that they are being rude. They are being discourteous, right? They are wasting your time and wasting their time. They're also creating frustration because you're frustrated because you can't reach them. They're probably frustrated because they might see you calling and they're like, I don't want to take this call. So they're yeah. creating unnecessary anxiety by doing those things. So I put out a post on social media the other day talking about my feelings about people who ghost and they're not good. I don't remember exactly what I posted, but it's up there on social media. I'll share it below this video. But when we're in a situation where 
people have an interest, express an interest, we're having a decent conversation, then as long as you're acting with integrity to try to get them what they said they wanted from you, I don't think there's anything pesty about that. Now, I think that's a great perspective, and you've helped me as I've got calls coming up after this podcast that I need to do, and I think I'm going to approach them with a little bit different perspective. And also, if somebody is ghosting you, their systems now, right? I put them in a drip program, and so they're still going to hear from me automatically. I don't have to do anything about it. And if the time comes around where they realize again that they need me, well, I'm still in their face a little bit, and they'll come around, and I don't have to worry about it until then. Right. And so when we think about the topic to avoid being a pest. I mean, essentially, if you are focused on them, you're focused on helping them, you're focused on getting them the answers they need, focused on helping them to create value to achieve the results they're looking for, then as long as you're continuing to do that, and literally just trying to provide them with the information they wanted, they should be totally fine with that. A lot of salespeople feel this way. They feel like they're being a pest, but nobody's ever actually said it to them. Right. And I know salespeople who have left messages saying, hey, listen, I don't want to be a pest. Mm. And I've said, don't Don't leave a message like that because that might have never occurred to them. It probably hasn't occurred to them. And if you position yourself like that, you're also positioning yourself lower on the scale, right? You want to at least try to be coming at people from an even level where we're on an even playing field. I'm here to help. You're here to get help. Let's work together as opposed to, oh, I don't want to be a pest. Because if what you have is a value to them, then they should want it. And you're the person who can help them get it. Yeah, that's such a valuable, valuable point. So I'm going to reassess and I'm going to work on this this week. And next week when we talk, I'm going to report back and and let you know how this kind of new perspective goes. Because I'm not lying when I tell you that I struggle with this idea that I'm a pest. So I think it'll help my sales. I think it'll help my daily attitude towards what I do. Well, I'll tell you something, Jay. Many of the most conscientious human beings feel this way. I mean, if you're one of those sales guys who, hey, everybody loves me, you're not even going to think of that. It's never even going to occur to you. So the people who are most likely to struggle with this are people who just want to help. They're there to provide a service. They don't want to be a pest. And so really, most of the people who feel this way are the ones who are least likely to be a pest because they're not arrogant to begin with. Mm. Mm. That's a great point. All right. How do people find out more? Well, you can go to topsecrets.com slash call, schedule a call with myself or my team. If you're looking to create actual rapport with people, get into relationships that are going to be mutually beneficial, we'd love to talk with you about that. Topsecrets.com slash call. Love to have a conversation. Yeah, and I've loved this conversation. I think it's going to make a difference, David. So thank you so much. Cool. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Increase sales, improve margins, and grow your business. Guaranteed. Top Secrets. Topsecrets.com.